1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Brought to you by Screen X, exclusively at Market Ridge Cinema in New Berlin. Screen X provides moviegoers with a 270-degree viewing experience. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking visuals at Marcus Ridge Cinema's Screen X in New Berlin. Get your tickets at MarcusTheaters.com. And yes, it's Friday morning. That means it's time to get our music news on with Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. The last one of 2023. That's right. Yeah. And it's uh, been quite a year, hasn't it? Uh, it has. You know, you always think that, that the year goes fast, and then you you start to review everything that happened in it, and you realize you realize how long 12 months can be. It was the year of Taylor Swift, right? A hundred percent the year of Taylor Swift, and, and you know, even including uh, today. Today, I mean, there's 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 even more going on with her. First of all, in the year-end statistics, that 1989, the Taylor's version was the only album to sell more than a million physical copies this year in the U.S. Um, In the year-end list, she has seven of the top ten. I think that's probably even more impressive for her because it seems to me like, uh, you know, her her demographic of fans would would buy downloads and just download singles and stuff like that, use... uh, Spotify and iTunes, that type of thing, instead of going out and actually buying the hard copy of the CD. But they want, well, this is, yeah, but they want it, and especially they want it in vinyl. You know, they, they, they're big, she has that kind of fan base that wants to literally hold on to her. Wow, okay. And so they did, so they bought 1.6 million cop, physical copies. Is that is um, that CD or, or vinyl? That's both. Okay. CD and vinyl. Okay. And interestingly, though, once you do the voodoo uh, for the year where you add in the, the downloads and the streams and everything, it's actually Morgan Wallen's One Thing at a Time that was the number one album of the year with more than 5 million consumptions wow. of, any, of any kind. You know, So like I say, that means downloading or streaming or whatever. So he actually has the number one, but just in, term, in terms of physical sales, it's, it's, and it's all Taylor all the time. Interestingly, number 10 on that list was Fleetwood Mac's Rumors from 1977. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, that's, that's, it's, it still sells. So that's pretty cool. Taylor Swift also tied Elvis Presley for the most weeks spent by an artist, um, most, most weeks spent by an artist at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Um, the, you know, so now if is she that, gets one, if she gets one more next week, she she breaks it, or one more at any time, she breaks it. Ah, huh. that's it, for non-consecutive weeks. That's, I think that's more impressive almost than uh, than the sales, right? Because when Elvis was around, that's all you had when you were a teenager, right? You know, now the uh, music is split up into you're a rock fan, you might be a country fan, a pop music fan. There's so many different kinds that a teenager could go with. But back in Elvis's day, if you if you were a kid and you listened to music, you listened yeah. to Elvis. You listened to Elvis or Chuck Berry, Little Richard, you know, you had you had that but yeah, there were rock far, and roll. Far fewer options. Didn't have R and B and rap and all that stuff. Yeah. 
And not surprisingly, uh, Taylor also, she was one of the top Google song searches this year for, with Cruel Summer. Uh, she's right up there with Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville after his death and Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town, mostly because of the controversy over that. So, you know, it, yes, yes, it was the year of Taylor. Yeah, wow. Crazy. I mean, and then uh, next year may well be the same. We don't know what she has planned other than the the Eras tour continues, uh, picks up again in February and has some North American dates in the fall. And, you know, who knows? She has two more albums to redo as Taylor's versions, and she may slip out another surprise album for all we know. Yeah, and... Uh, maybe she's bad luck for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's Ooh, the only you thing. Know, that's, that's, <laughs> they haven't, they haven't done, been doing real well recently. No, so that, maybe that's the only downside of anything she's yeah, done so far this there's year. A lot of, there's a lot of American AFC teams that would be happy to have her keep going to those games. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> including your Steelers, right? Including the Steelers. <laughs> so. Um, other news, you know, there's lots of, of course, lots of other news as we get as every week, but as we get to the end, end of the year, we we spoke recently about these Kiss avatars, mm-hmm. um, you know, that they created to continue the legacy of Kiss. Well, we know when we're likely to see the first Kiss avatar show, and it will be in 2027, they say. Oh, really? Um, that seems a little far away it does um, but according to gene simmons you know they've already spent 200 million dollars you know in this thing and they're continuing to refine it and they don't want to they don't want to bring it out until it's perfected and also there is that adage of you can't miss what doesn't go away mm-hmm. and, and i think that part's right i think the big mistake they made with the avatar thing was unveiling it at the end of the farewell show you know, the final show. How much money are they dumping into this? Well, they said $200 million. $200 million. So far. Okay. And, you know, they're working with, uh, with George Lucas's Industrial Light and Magic and also with the with Pop House Entertainment, which did the ABBA Voyage show. So, But, wow. yeah, the, the idea, like I said, the idea here is in addition to, to perfecting it, um, yeah, you've got, they've got it, there's got to be no kiss for a while to, yeah. to create a hunger for for some more kiss. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, is this something you know, that could be uh, at the Sphere in Vegas? I mean, I it, that could entirely, be a... Entirely possible. Mm-hmm. You know, you, they could create, they could take, that would be the logical next step for this to go from whatever it was that ABBA created in London. You know, they created their own venue, I think it's in Hyde Park, to, to show Voyage. This would be the next step. Okay, let's do this at Sphere. Yeah, and let's make Kiss larger than life. Right, just a giant video thing. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I I think we can be confident that knowing uh, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, there will still be a Kiss presence between now and 2027 in some way, shape, or form. Uh, They won't be touring, and it won't be their avatars, but there will be there will be Kiss products, and you know maybe some archival releases and just Kiss stuff to make sure we don't forget about them. Sure. So we'll see. Interesting story. Uh, actually, just popped up yesterday. Cher, uh, you know, we came off the Britney Spears conservatorship and everything. Now Cher is fi- filing for a temporary legal conservatorship of Elijah Blue Almond. This is her son. He's 47 now. Uh, her only child went from her marriage with Greg Almond. Uh, in her petition, Cher says that because of 
emotional issues and substance abuse issues that Elijah Blue is not really capable of handling his affairs and therefore she and, and that she is the best positioned uh, to to help organize and oversee his affairs until such time as he's able to live on his own again. Uh, so it sounds like it's pretty bad. Yeah, in well, his case, Carrie was just had just this story, and I was saying uh, you could have worse people handle your money than share, right? She's I, done I think pretty so. well. I mean, you know, she's stepping forward as concerned mother. Um, her his dad's not around anymore uh, to deal with things. So you know, we'll see if she's granted that conservatorship. And what you know, and and then what will come of that? Mm-hmm. I, I know we were we were following the you know the, the well. First of all, Mariah Carey, another week at number one on the Billboard charts with "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Yeah. She was number one in Australia as well for the end of the year, but not in the UK. We've been following that, and Wham has finally hit the Christmas number one in the UK with their song "Last Christmas." Thirty nine years. After its release, that's the longest wait uh, for any song ever uh, to top that chart. And they were followed by Sam Ryder. Uh, Mariah was number three. Uh, the Pogues and, and Christy McCall, you know, there was some hopes that that song would make its way to, uh, um, you know, to number one, you know, in the wake of Shane McGowan's death. But What about uh, Thunderstruck? Uh, that will remember they withdrew that. Oh, they withdrew it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they were, uh, you know, they just, be, and that was after Shane McGowan died. So the ACDC crew pulled that through their through their support behind the Pogues, but it was Wham's year. So, yeah, you know, good for them. And then interestingly, too, the the Christmas week number one on the UK album charts was Hackney Diamonds, the Rolling Stones, that returned to number one mostly due to gift giving. Okay, and uh, the. Uh... The woman in the video. She, oh yeah, uh, she is. So uh, the, yeah, the the actress in the video. You know, they they've been saying that uh, she was. Uh, people have been complaining that she was sexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is uh, Sydney Sweeney. Um, you know, sexualized because she you know, she was seen. You know, wearing you know tight fitting clothing and not not much of it <laughs> in in yeah. the back of a convertible, you know, on the strip in Las Vegas, dancing mm-hmm. as uh, the song Angry plays. Uh, she came out and said, look, I, I was not sexualized. I chose these clothes. I dug the video. This is, you know, <laughs> it's fun. How how much cooler does it get than being in a Rolling Stones uh, video? You know, right. she she did talk about, you know, okay, well, the definition of empowerment is, you know, just what I did, you know, choosing the way I'm going to be presented, whatever. It's a music um, this is video. One of those, this, is, this is a little ado about nothing, Yeah. Um, especially since this is something she did willingly and really really enjoyed it. And it's a cool video. Tech, technologically, it's a cool video. I mean, you know, she's, as she's going, you know, people have seen it, but as she's going down the strip and you have this historic footage of the Rolling Stones and the billboards, and on the buildings, and I, and, you know, just a really cool video. It is a cool video, and I'm sure she was super stoked to be in it. Yeah, and I'm sure she was also well compensated. Yeah, uh, for being part of it. So, you know, much ado about nothing there. Uh, Paramore's caused a stir among its fans. They, their social, their social media, and their website have been wiped of content. The website, in fact, doesn't even come up. You get a 404 not found message about it. So people are wondering what's up. Uh, the band has has said earlier in the year 
that their future, its future is a little uncertain. They're done with their contract with their record company, mm. Atlantic Records. So does this wiping of everything mean they're getting ready to move on from Atlantic? Does it mean they're splitting up? You know, they've had personnel issues in the past. Nobody knows, and the band's not stepping out uh, to correct anything. Uh, the lead singer, Haley Williams, who effectively runs the band, her website, too, is gone. Wow. And, you know, even though she had announced at one point that she was going to, you know, step away from the Internet world, social media, she still has an active Instagram account, but there's no content on it either. So this comes after the band had a big year. They had an album, This Is Why, that did very well, had a very successful tour. They opened some shows for Taylor Swift. So it was really kind of a big year. I wouldn't necessarily call it a comeback year, but a big year. They just went dark. For, for Paramore, yeah. So nobody knows, you know, or is this calm before a storm with which they'll announce a new, a new project and, you know, new touring and everything. We, we just kind of have to wait and see. Uh, but that caught, that caught a lot of people by surprise, and there's a lot of talk. Huh. Uh, one person who's not dead, by the way, is Ozzy Osbourne. Um, <laughs> on, on the Osbourne Family Podcast. I, and this happens. He's one of these guys that happens to periodically. There's an Internet rumor, or in this case, I guess sure. there's, there's some Yahoo. Because um, it wouldn't or, be no, surprising any morning you wake up and well, that's, no, that's, it, that's it. the I mean, news. It's, it's plausible. Yeah. Um, but I guess there's a YouTube feature called Celebrities Who Died Today, and he was pictured on it one day. So you know he he went on the on the podcast to say he's not he's not he's not going any effing where. Uh, <laughs> of course, you can imagine what the f stood for. Yeah. And he and he reiterated, you know, he's not dead. He's not going any effing where. And he says he's going to go out and do some gigs before he's finished. Um, you know, he had to drop out of the you know the festival this this past fall. And you know, he's he's not in good physical shape. So nobody knows what kind of potential there is for him to do a show but he keeps promising he's going to do one mm-hmm. yeah i just really think he should not do that but uh, probably not you, you know, know make it make a feature appearance or a guest appearance somewhere but yeah i don't know or maybe just you know just work your way to one big final show so mm-hmm. we'll see what the future holds there hard however returned to the concert stage earlier this week on wednesday they played their first show in more than four years wow 2019 uh, they played it at the Yamava Resort and Casino in Southern California. Did a 12-song set, uh, mostly hits, and they finished with a cover of Led Zeppelin's "Stairway to Heaven," which they've done it, be- which they've done it's before. Awesome. Yeah. They have you know, they have two more shows uh, coming up: uh, one on Saturday and then New Year's Eve uh, back in Seattle, which is their hometown. And they're also going to play some shows as part of the Journey Def Leppard Stadium tour. Um, no word on what more might happen. You know, they, both sisters, Anne and Nancy Wilson, went on the record during the past year and say, saying they're fine with each other. It's just they differ on what heart should be right now in 2023. And, and so, you know, that's led them each to make their own music, but that they don't rule out doing something together as heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they are. They're going to do some shows, whether we'll see them do some recording or not. Uh, who knows? Or a full-scale tour, but we did get we do we do have shows this week. Okay. This Bob Dylan uh, biopic is getting ready to start filming in the spring, or I think early in 2024. It's called Complete Unknown, and this is basically really focuses on the period 
you know, the early part of his career right up until he went electric in mm. 1964. Since Timothy Chalamet was doing an interview for Wonka, but they asked him about the Dylan thing, and he revealed that he's been given you know, this huge amount of, I think he called it a 12-hour playlist of unreleased Bob Dylan music from 1959 to 1964. And he said, you know, I feel like I'm holding on to gold or something. No kidding. Is that live uh, material or just... It's uh, live at yeah. studio, you know, unreleased demos, things like that. But, you know, the, the, the Dylan camp is fully on board with this. Um, Dylan's manager is one of the producers of the film. Dylan himself looked at the script and personally annotated it for Timothy Chalamet. So, you know, gave him notes and things that he should, you know, that he should look to do in the film. Hmm, cool. So, uh, yeah, that, no, that, it's always... And who's playing Dylan? Do we know him? Uh, Tim, no, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, that's who's he, playing him. Okay. He, yeah, he is. He's going to be Dylan. Oh. Um, uh, Wayne Kramer is saying we're finally going to get the first MC5 record since, oh, 1971 <laughs> is going is to come out. He, he says uh, this spring, this is something he's been talking about since the beginning of, 20, of 2022, uh, he'd been working on the album. Bob Ezrin is producing it. We know him from Pink Floyd and Alice Cooper. You know, he's one of the heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to feature guest appearances from Slash, Tom Morello, uh, Vernon Reed from Living Color, William Duvall from Alice in Chain, wow. and others. Uh, the original MC5 drummer, Dennis Thompson, is going to be on a couple tracks. Uh, it's going to be called Heavy Lifting. No formal release date yet. But like I say, he is prom- Wayne is promising we're going to see it uh, this year, so let's let's hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, back on board. So the Nirvana we've talked about this the the Nirvana case, this, the case yeah. against Nirvana by Spencer Eldon, the now adult, uh, guy, the now adult who was a baby, the baby, the naked baby on the cover, the naked baby on the cover, and never mind had took had taken these guys, you know, the court saying child sexual exploitation. It got thrown out of court once. It got thrown out of court twice. Now it's coming back. Uh, he appealed. He appealed the second ruling, which was by the same court, uh, to the Washington State. I'm sorry, California uh, State uh, Appeals Court, the Circuit Circuit Court of Appeals, which said he may have a point here, and the case should be heard. So they kicked it back to the same court that's kicked it out twice. But now that the appeals court has directed that court to hear it, it will move forward. You know, how far forward it goes remains to be seen. It seems like the Nirvana camp is, is ready to fight this and does not want to, you know, does, does not want to make, do a settlement and get rid of it. But it may be that the third time could be the charm for this guy. I mean, this just has yeah. to be the biggest thing. Chris Novoselic just has to hate this. Like, oh, and Dave, and Dave Grohl and the, and the estate of Kurt Cobain. Yeah, will not um, go away, you know, like... Oh. No, and so you know, but we'll see. But now it's like I say, it's it's it at least, now it looks like it, it at least has to have its hearing. You know, it has it has to be aired. So you know, we may, and then, you know, and then of course, if it goes against either party, they can appeal the rulings. So I'm afraid this is going to be with us. You know, may, as long if not longer than Nevermind is. Mm-hmm. The way it's shaping up, Tommy Lee is uh, facing. Uh, long-term accusations, too. There was a new lawsuit filed, filed by a Jane Doe uh, this month uh, claiming sexual abuse, uh, forcibly groping, kissing, 
other stuff you can imagine uh, from a February during a February t- 2003 helicopter trip from San Diego to Van Nuys, California. Oh wow, going back so, that far? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is to get in under the statute of limitations. Okay. And um, you know, she's the woman says obviously this was against her will, and that the and she also believes that Lee and the pilot, apparently his regular pilot, she wasn't the only one, and this was kind of a racket they ran. Yes. So she's suing for unspecified monetary damages, uh, for medical expenses, loss of earnings, trauma, etc. So we'll see where that goes. Motley Crue, by the way, had to cancel its planned New Year's Eve uh, show in California. They were saying they were saying they just didn't have enough time to get ready for it. Okay. Well, that, weren't they ready from the tour they just came I, off of? You would have you would have thought, but you know they do have a new guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they didn't do that many gigs in 2023. So, so perhaps you know they really weren't ready, or they had other other things to to do. They are working on new music, so I think we are going to see some, you know, uh, some real mo- some motley crew activity in the new year. Now and they're, then they're coming to Summerfest, so I hope right. they uh, they don't uh, cancel that. Yeah, yeah, with John Five. No, I think, and I think by then you'll probably have some new motley crew music. Yeah. And uh, finally, you know, we've got uh, with New Year's Eve coming up for those who stay home. Uh, you can still be part of the party, and people have performers have been added uh, to some of these. LL Cool J's been added to Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest on ABC. Uh, he'll apparently be the performance just before midnight. So you know, that's the big one, the big slot that, you want, that, right? That that is that is the slot you want, right into Odd Lang Syne, and then Cardi B's been added from Miami Beach. Uh, Leonard Skinner is joining the the big country, the New Year's Eve Live, Nashville's Big Bash. Um, that is on CBS, and that's we, the to the Kahuna one to me because that starts at six thirty, okay, and runs through New Year's, and I mean it's just hours of live performances. So well, Skinner's down to one original member, right? No original members. No original. No, members. the last one died uh, okay. last year, so no original members, but. Well, okay, so Ricky Medlock yeah. wasn't an original original, but That's he was, was there about. in the early days. Now, they, I mean, you know, listen, we argue about this with bands all the time. Skinner has credibility. You know, this, this version of Skinner has credibility. Now, when they lose Ricky Medlock and Johnny Van Zandt, it's got to be over. Mm-hmm. Because right. that, then it's just a tribute that's, band. But, then it's Avatar time. Exactly. That would be an they'd be interesting avatars. Sure. Um, over on CNN for their New Year's Eve live, Anderson and Cooper and Andy Cohen, who apparently are going to be allowed to drink uh, this year again. No, uh, that'll make it better. They have a lineup of performers too: Rod Stewart, Darius Rucker, Enrique Iglesias, Miranda Lambert, the Jonas Brothers, Maroon Five, and Flo Rida. Okay. And which, then, oh, and another one. That'll be well. If you're interested in the streaming world, Bobby Weir and the Wolf Brothers are going to be streaming from New York State. Old Crow Medicine Show will be streaming from Nashville. And Rick Astley, if you want to start in the afternoon, uh, Rick Astley <laughs> will be, uh, will be doing it. In, well, he'll be in England. Okay. So, you know, it turns, uh, they're, they're five hours ahead. So Is he going to um, do any Foo Fighters songs on that? Uh, who knows? He, you know, with him, you never can tell. <laughs> right. So that'll be that's available. That one's available through all the BBC social media and websites. Which one are you going to watch? I might catch a little bit of the Rick Astley and then bounce around between uh, the other three, the three network ones. 
Um, you know, the Anderson, the CNN's always, those guys are always fun. And, and the Nashville one, like I say, it's uninterrupted music. Yeah. But there's also a football game Sunday night, too. So that, right. that'll be a That's a big game, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, your Pistons are must-see TV. We made, we're making history here in Detroit. That's, <laughs> that's all we need to say about it. We're making history. My son came upstairs last night. I was watching the football game. He goes, Put on the Pistons game. They're going to beat the Celtics. They were up by like 15 at the time. At the beginning, yeah, in the first half. And yeah. Then, uh, and then, then it, went, it, went, it went all Pistons. <laughs> so uh, we are, we I woke are up, make, Yeah, I woke up this morning and saw they lost in overtime. We, we are making history here in the Motor City. All right. <laughs> well, it's not the kind of history you want, Gary, but. Not, not necessarily, but you know. It's, it's, if you're gonna, you know, if you're going to accomplish something, accomplish it all the way. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good uh, message to end the year on. There you go. All right. Listen, have a great new year. Happy holiday. And uh, we'll be back next Friday. All right. Great. Thanks, Gary. Happy Good new year to you. you. You too.